Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I am Jay Shears, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact that you're listening to this podcast to maybe facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions at the end of this podcast, feel free to reach out and talk to us. Our toll-free number is 888-226-7614. You can find us at kingdomplanadvisory.com for contact information or to schedule a, a free consultation. Now, recently, we've been talking about building a financial plan that is God-honoring and obedient as we strive to be better financial stewardship or stewards. Now, we focused uh, several days on the building block of the financial plan, which is protection planning. Protection planning includes life insurance, health insurance, uh, homeowners, auto insurance, maybe long-term care, maybe disability insurance, but it is the protection building block which means that in the event that you're not here due to accident or illness, uh, and sometimes even worse yet is that you're still here but unable to work, uh, maybe due to disability, some of those things can be financially devastating. And the protection planning allows your financial plan to be self-completing. So the, the, the focus is always on the protection planning first. Secondly, we spoke about the need for a emergency fund. People, you, you've got to have an emergency fund. Now, everyone's emergency fund uh, is different, depending on whether you are employed uh, by a large employer or maybe you're self-employed. Uh, maybe you have a lot of debt. Maybe you have no debt. Maybe you have a large family. Maybe you're single. Everyone's emergency fund numbers can and probably are going to be different. The old rule of thumb of, well, you've got to have six months of income for an emergency fund doesn't always apply. Uh, sometimes you need more, maybe you don't need as much. It just depends on your particular situation. And during those, those conversations about protection planning and emergency fund, we also talked about what comes first. Do we eliminate debt or do we build an emergency fund? Do we eliminate debt first or do we set up protection planning? And, and my opinion is you've got to have your protection planning in, in first, uh, because, you know, attacking that debt, especially unsecured debt like credit cards, you know, it, it doesn't do any good if, if you know, you're attacking debt and you're saying, I'm going to get rid of debt first before I start on my financial plan. What if, what if you were disabled? What if, uh, you, you know, your, your season was up uh, and, and you, you know, were, were brought to your eternal home? What then? Then there's nothing left but possibly debt and no income and it, it, it's just, it, it can be ugly. So with those conversations in place, the next module or the next building block of the financial plan that is, is in accordance with uh, a, a God-honoring, obedient type of financial plan is qualified investing. All right. So visually, I need you to, to, to envision this building, this pyramid building. The, the, the bottom is protection planning. The next block up okay, is the emergency fund. The next block up is qualified investing. Now, the reason I say qualified investing is because it, it, Scripture is pretty explicit that we need to, to be like the ant, right? That we save for tomorrow, that we don't spend everything today. 
uh, we, we've got to make sure that we are provided for in the future. Now, I'm, I don't like to use the word retirement because retirement is not found in Scripture except when they're talking about the Church of Corinth. Uh, and we are not the priests of the Church of Corinth. So it really doesn't apply to us. So that basically means that we never should stop working. Okay, it doesn't mean earning an income, but we should never stop working. Uh, but retirement is 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 the the term commonly used, uh, and and when I say retirement, you understand what I'm talking about. So this conversation today is for those people that are pre age sixty two or sixty five, for example. Um, you know, it may be upwards to uh, age fifty nine to sixty two. Um, with that being said, the, the the focus is really on the savings years, okay? The savings years. So, do you know how many times that people change jobs in a lifetime now? On average, it's about 10 times, believe it or not. When I first started in the financial planning arena back in 1996, the average was seven times. And I spoke about that frequently when I was talking to people. So, hey, you know, you're going to probably change jobs seven times. It may be in the same profession. It may be a different profession. But if you worked at XYZ Company today, 10 years from now, you may be working at ABC Company. Uh, I'm one of those uh, individuals that, that uh, have, has basically been in just a couple of professions uh, my entire life. Uh, in 1996, I changed over from a law enforcement, military type of background to uh, the financial planning uh, profession. And I've been in that profession for 24 years plus. So... During that time, what happens is, especially if you're working for another employer, so if you, if you are at a, 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 an employer that offers a 457 plan, like a municipality, uh, maybe a healthcare organization, hospital, doctor's office where you have a 403B, uh, that would include people that are teaching, normally have access to a 403B or a 403 uh, plan. Um, it could be 403B or 403B7, annuity and or mutual funds, um, or the, the what we commonly uh, or most common is probably the 401k. Uh, can you imagine changing jobs 10 times? And, th- and this is kind of what the standard is right now, that people are changing jobs and you know they may work at an employer three or four, time, uh, three or four years and then they change and they, maybe they upgrade, maybe they, got, they, they leave for a better position somewhere else. Uh, they've got an increase in income, but you know they've got this eight or ten thousand dollar four hundred one k laying there, and a lot of people say, "Well, you know, I've got some debt. I want a fresh start. I'm just going to cash that in. I'm going to pay the, you know, I'm not fifty nine and a half yet, so I'm going to pay the ten percent penalty. I'm going to pay the taxes on it, and I'm going to be debt free." People, that's a horrible idea. It's absolutely horrible. Here's why: most people accumulate that debt again rather quickly, uh, and it's it's just kind of the norm. So it's not a good plan, but I don't want to get too in-depth about the, the, the transition or transferring of 401ks today. What I want to talk about is the qualified investing. Now, because podcasts are uh, uh, always out there, all right? So someone may be listening to this podcast 10 years from now. So I'm going, to, I'm going to be hesitant to use 2020 numbers, okay? I'm just going to talk about what is available, um, but... You know, if you're listening to this three years from now, you need to check the current tax plan or tax code on what is uh, uh, allowable for contributions and or at what age distributions are allowed because things change, right? So the first thing I want to talk about is the 401k. So if you're at an employer that offers a 401k, 
And during your, your in processing through human resources, they, they may say, hey, in three months, you're going to be eligible for a 401k, or maybe one year, or maybe immediate. And people, listen, I, I get these phone calls all the time. They have no idea how to invest the money. Now, they're maybe a 401k rep, um, but 401k reps are not including a, a, a God-honoring, biblically responsible conversation in what's available in a 401k. And that's kind of what the, the first issue is that I have with a 401k. Very seldom do you find many options within a 401k that are biblically responsible and, and, avoid, and avoid profiting from and or supporting those things that are contrary to the Christian faith, such as abortion, pornography, anti-family entertainment, human rights violations, those kind of things. They're very difficult to find in a 401k. Uh, I'll use myself as an example. I was with an employer that offered a 401k. Um, they offered a match. So it, listen, if your 401k employer offers a match, I'm going to tell you that you need to take that. All right. All right. We need to figure this out so that, that that's free money. The problem with the 401k I had, I think there were 13 different options. And out of all 13 options, there was only one uh, uh, option within the 401k that was biblically responsible, meaning that it avoided those things that were contrary to my beliefs. So I put 100% of my money, and it was a short-term duration bond fund. Um, now, your 401k may be different, okay? Sometimes you may see socially responsible, which is not the same thing as biblically responsible. Um, but sometimes they offer a fixed account. Regardless, remember, I, I want you to remember this. Um, obedience trumps performance. So just because you have a 401k and it's got, you know, the average is 13 to 15 different options. Some of them may be age-based, like retirement age, uh, or year 2030, 2035, 2040, 2045. If we actually dissected that, they're probably loaded with uh, uh, things that are contrary to your beliefs. Let's not focus on that today. Let's focus on the actual investment vehicle, which is the 401k. So the normal thing is that you can make a contribution. Many times an employer will match you, okay? So if an employer says, we'll match you up to 3%, people, if you can do it, contribute 3% because you get a 3% match from the employer. It may take uh, uh, some time to vest into that employer match, which means that money has to be, or you have to be with that employer for maybe five years um, to be 100% vested. Regardless, that's free money. You know, in a later episode of the podcast, we'll talk about how to actually choose funds within the 401k that, that align with your beliefs, okay? So a 401k, that, that is an option, like I said, available to many people. Uh, the contribution limits are pretty high uh, normally uh, as compared to an IRA or a Roth. Um, so it's something that, that, that I, I highly recommend if you have one to contribute to it. Please remember, I'm not giving tax advice today. <laughs> I am simply saying this. If you have a 401k, speak with a biblically responsible God-honoring advisor and how to, number one, how much you should uh, uh, contribute, how it will affect you on your, your taxable income, and picking the investment options that align with your beliefs. Okay? Now... Very similar to that is a 403, uh, a 403 option. 403s are available to clergy, people who, who work for uh, uh, um, ministries, for example, not-for-profits. Uh, 
Healthcare, right? Many hospitals have 403 options. And then most of your public schools uh, have a 403 option. Okay? And I think they're available in the, in the charter schools as well. Or a if it is a Christian school, I, I'm, uh, I'm fairly confident uh, that, that the 403 is... is uh, it may not be available at your charter school if you're working there, but I'm just saying it is available. So a 403, 403 is very similar to a 401k. There are just a couple of different uh, uh, things that are different. Many times you see a 403b, which is annuities, okay? Annuities. Um, many years ago, there was a school district that was somewhat local to me, and and because of the cost of annuities, uh, we looked at a a 403b7 option and and uh, just most recently at a charter school i put in a 403b7 um, mutual fund option to that school district but once again contribution limits you need to check on them before uh, you make your, your contributions like they're relatively higher uh, very similar to the 401k but you've got to look at number one if there's a match number two how it affects your income from a tax standpoint okay because it can reduce your taxes even though you're making contributions on your taxable income number three what is available within that 403 that is biblically responsible <clears throat> now uh, if you work for a municipality maybe a fire department police department uh, maybe the city of wherever you work uh, maybe the waterworks uh, maybe you work for the department of corrections <clears throat> the number of municipalities offer 457 plans. 457 plans are also very similar to 401ks or 403, uh, 403s. Uh, there may be a match. There, there are investment options internally. Once again, it could be as little as 9 or 10. It could be upwards of 20 or 25 different options. Uh, but once again, you're going to have probably a representative uh, from that plan, but I'm telling you, you're you're probably going to search long and hard to find one that is that is uh, including your beliefs into the investment options. Okay, you need to speak with a a a a, a uh, advisor that is God honoring um, in their practice, and and allow them to assist you in those decision making processes because it is a, a a big portion of your financial plan. Now, for those people that that don't have a 457, 403, or a 401k, uh, maybe you operate a small business. And there are a number of plans available. Uh, a simplified employee pension. Uh, we've got a SEP or a SIMPLE. Uh, I've got several people that are self-employed that, that take that option. Now, once again, um, the contribution limits can be pretty good. Um, and... Uh, I'm not going to say to uh, on this episode what the contribution limits are for 2020 because they may very likely change in 2021 or 2022. Tax, speak with your tax professional, your accountant, uh, or an advisor, financial planner, uh, to find out what the contribution limits are at that time. If you have employees, you have to be uh, cognizant of what is required in the contributions for the employees plan as well if you're using a SEP. All right, but it is it is something that people use. Um, now, for those people that that maybe don't have a SEP, uh, maybe you're you're self-employed, or uh, maybe you're you're a person who doesn't have a retirement plan option at your employer. What can you do? 
a couple different options. Uh, you can look at the Roth IRA, and you can look at the, the traditional IRA. Now, the contribution limits are smaller normally, all right, than what's available through a 401k, 403, or 457, or even a SEP. Um, but at least it's, it's an option that you can use. And, uh, for example, most of the times, based on your income, all right, it may be deductible for the traditional IRA. Uh, if you if your income is somewhat high, there may be some other things that you need to look at because you, you're probably not going to get the deduction. Uh, maybe it's single household or, 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 or a, you know a, a two income household. You've got to look at what the what the, the the income allow or allowance for income is in your household uh, before you know if you can deduct the, the IRA contribution for you and your spouse or just you. Uh, sometimes it's graded so that you can deduct some of it based on your income. But each year, I'm telling you, you've got to review that and see what it is. Now, so the, the, that's traditional. A Roth IRA is, is right now is treated a little different. Roth IRA <clears throat> contributions are not tax deductible. But if you hold it in there for five years, the earnings are tax free. Okay, so let's say you put in $100,000 into a Roth IRA over 10 years, all right? For that, for that, those contributions that have been there for at least five years, uh, let's say there's $25,000 worth of gain, that gain is not taxable. Your contributions are not taxable, okay? So you literally could have a tax-free income as long as that money had been sitting in there for at least five years. Now, there are many different vehicles for a traditional or, or, or Roth, uh, maybe a brokerage account, maybe an advisory account, maybe an, uh, an annuity, maybe a CD. Uh, there's a number of different options. So many people get confused about that, that aspect. They're like, well, I've got an IRA. So what, it, what, okay, an IRA is just a title. IRA for the benefit of you. What is it? What is it? What's well, an IRA? No, 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 no. What is it? Is it uh, a fixed annuity? Is it a variable annuity? Is it uh, mutual funds? Is it an advisory account? Is it CD? Is it, what is it? Um, so <clears throat> there are many, many options, many, many options for that. And it, very common, common thing. People, especially the self-employed folks have been uh, very diligent in making contributions um, well, and what I recommend is that you do it monthly so that you don't write a check at the end of the year. So based on, you know, your, your age. Now, I'm still talking pre-65, pre-age 65, all right? Now, there have been some tax code changes where uh, if you're over the age of 65 and you're still working and you have, it has to be earned income, okay? That, that's the stipulation. It has to be earned income. Um, if it's an inheritance and you didn't work that year, you say, oh, I've got, you know, I've got $50,000. I'm going to put it into a, uh, an IRA. Well, number one, there's contribution limits. Number two, it has to be earned income. If you didn't have a job, if you didn't have a 1099, uh, if, you didn't ha if, you, if you're not reporting self-employment income uh, or you're not getting a W-2, right now you can't, you can't make that contribution. That, it has to be earned income. So listen, <clears throat> that's a lot of information, right? It's a lot of information. And... Sometimes people avoid this because, because it, it, it's, it's, it can be overwhelming. Listen, it's not overwhelming. Um, it's very important, very important that, that you, you be like the ant. 
and you set aside for tomorrow. You don't consume everything today. You know, if you have questions, if if you just don't know, it's okay. All right, don't don't feel alarmed. And I don't care if you're 50. It's never too late to start. But once you got the protection module in place on your financial plan and you got an emergency fund in place, we really need to look at that not, that qualified investing block, that module of your financial plan. Very, very important. Okay? Like I said, I know it's a lot of information. You could do a lot of research on your own uh, online. Um, you can just type in traditional IRA or Roth IRA or 401k contribution limits for you know a particular year. Um, depending on who you are, um, you know, if you have an accountant, uh, I would include them in the conversation. A good accountant will ask you every time they do your taxes whether you want to make a, a qualified contribution to reduce your taxable income. A good accountant will do that. Um, or, or advise you on the amount of money that you can put into a, a, a qualified plan. So if you have questions, I urge you to, to reach out to, well, you can reach out to me. Uh, toll-free number is 888-226-7614. Um, you know, if you got questions about your 401k, listen, I, I'd be happy to help you. Um, we'll talk at a, on a later podcast about, you know, selecting actual investments uh, that are biblically responsible and aligned with your faith. Uh, today, I just wanted to throw a whole, uh, just a bucket full of what's available in the qualified module. Like I said, and I'm just going to pop them real quick. 401k, 457, 403, SEPs, Simples, IRAs, Roth. There's five or six right there that may be options for you depending on your particular situation. Okay? Be happy to help you. If you have another advisor and you would like uh, for me to get involved in that conversation, just from a biblically responsible standpoint, maybe include screenings in that, uh, be happy to do that as well. Uh, uh, definitely not uh, competitive. Uh, you know, if you, if you have a, especially if you have a family member that's your advisor, uh, but you just want a little help, uh, listen, it's, it's non-confrontational to say, Hey, listen, let's get pastor Jay on the phone and see what he says about what I'm doing here. So that, that that's fine. Anyways, a toll free number 888-226-7614. And I know I was speaking fast today, but it's a lot of information, right? I'll slow down for just a little bit. Um, Contact information, if you want a free consultation, is you can schedule at KingdomPlanAdvisory.com. KingdomPlanAdvisory.com. Listen, a, we can't wait, right? Procrastination is the one of the worst things in regards to financial planning. We just, well, we'll put it off, we'll put it off, we'll put it off. Next thing you know, you're 62 and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? You know, I can't just live on Social Security income. You know, listen, don't be that person. Like I said... Don't don't be that don't be that procrastinator. Be the ant. Set aside a portion of what you're doing today for tomorrow. So God bless you. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226. 7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.